Today on the Foscast, we are talking to Coventry City goalkeeper Ben Wilson. Ben actually played in a match last night. Unfortunately, it was a 3-2 loss away at Cardiff. But I wanted to pick his brain about how he felt after each one of those goals went in and if he thinks he could have done anything differently to prevent them. We also spoke about his weird and wonderful superstitions, getting a psychologist, a penalty psychologist in for the playoff final against Luton, also scoring a 96-minute goal last season against Blackburn Rovers and Finally, the secret ingredient that goalkeepers are starting to put on their goalkeeper gloves. Up the Foscast. Ben, welcome to the Foscast, my mate. Actually, special thank you, in fact, because you actually played a game last night. You were away at Cardiff, unfortunately you lost 3-2. And this is where I want to start, mate. I think this is going to be a real interesting start to a podcast because... There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Having just let three goals in, lost three, two, by all accounts, didn't have a lot to do. I just want to pick your brains on kind of how the game went really do you know what I mean just because it's still so raw and it's still so in your brain and relevant how did the game go first and foremost and then we'll start picking apart the goals yeah, well firstly as you say it's a pleasure to be on here um, especially with the legend himself um, <laughs> <laughs> he's so nice isn't he he's so yeah. nice <laughs> uh, no obviously yeah it's still fresh in my mind it's um, never great when you when you lose and obviously especially when you you travel away on a, on a Tuesday night and you've got the bus journey back but um, yeah, no, it was a game that we were going into thinking we should get three points from. Yeah. Um, obviously, they were high on spirits after they've just beat Swansea in their local derby. So I knew, we knew they were going to be quick out the block, but to um, for myself to go there and have three shots and concede three goals, in my head, I'm thinking, like, what, what have, I'm like, I do all this week, do all this work during the week, and I'm conceding three goals, not even making a single, saving a single shot. Are, like, you, are you genuinely walking off the pitch at that point then thinking, People are going to be. People are going to look at the stats, see three shots, three goals, and then straight away go, "That goalie must be rubbish." Or do you think people are going to be looking at you or p- like pointing fingers almost? Oh, absolutely, I. Because even when you see my goalkeeping coach standing on the on the uh, touchline waiting yeah. for me to come off, I'm thinking, "What's he going to say about the first goal? What's he going to say about the second goal, and even the third goal?" Um, which obviously we'll get onto. But like, I'm thinking, I'm questioning myself during the game, thinking I should have done this, I should have done that, like. And uh, even the first goal, obviously, corner come in, I'm thinking, I should have come for that. And then, obviously, the screen, it's on the screen up above us, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm going, obviously, even though the game's going on, I'm trying to look at it. And I'm thinking, it's actually a decent ball, and it's further out than what I actually thought, because, obviously, the clear header that he got on felt like it was literally right on top of me. The, the, the problem is, you haven't had any saves, really, have you? You haven't had anything to do to sort of... Give you a bit of a boost yeah. to to get you back in the game and go, yeah, come on, and now I'm gonna the next one that comes, I'm definitely safe now. Yeah. I'm hundred. You've had nothing to do, do you know what I mean? Other than pick the ball out of the back of the net. So 
Third goal, it's it's a it, do you know what? It's a good ball over the top, isn't it? The, the, the players got in behind, they put the ball over the top. You've kind of you have to be out there anyway, yeah. Just basically hoping that the ball either skids through to you or basically just so that you can't take a touch and run straight into goal. Yeah. Explain how the goal went in and, and what happened from your perspective. I remember in the moment, obviously, like you say, your your ball side or goal side. Um, just in case there is any through balls around you, you can get off your line, you're, you're there to clear it and pick it up. Um, and I remember the ball coming over and it was like a, a loopy, yeah. slow one. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I've got this. I've got this, it's coming into my box. But then all of a sudden, it was a little bit of a windy night. Whether or not that made much of a difference, I'm not too sure. But in that moment, I'm thinking, well, I'm here. I'm in this position, I, I could come. I'm, a, I'm fast, I rely on my pace a lot around the goal. And um, all of a sudden, he's literally on the ball. And... None of my defenders are anywhere to be seen. Like they've all obviously chucked the hand up, thinking, "Oh, he's offside." Oh, it's here. too late. The, defend- and, um, the defenders are getting nowhere near it at this point. And I'm thinking, "Well, I'm in no man's land here. So what have I got to do as a goalkeeper? Protect your goal." So yeah. I'm thinking, if I go out, yeah. he's just going to square it. Because I remember looking about the replay, and there was a band coming in. Yeah. Um, in that moment, did I know he was there? I don't think I did. Um, but I just saw get back to the goal and defend the goal. Yeah. But as I'm moving, he struck it. Yeah. And I mean, he's caught it well, but it's still a bit of a shank. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, the pace yeah, yeah. has just gone straight is, yeah. past me. And I mean, my reaction afterwards is like, what am I doing as a goalkeeper doing that? But it, I had, it was literally past me. And again, a blink of an eye. Explain thought, your reaction. What was your reaction when, it was like, when, he, when he actually took the shot? It just, because I was still, I was still moving. Yeah, back, in, you were backtracking yeah, to try and get back into your goal, rather, basically. Rather yeah. than just staying, yeah. getting set and like, see, sticking my foot out, I'm moving back and my foot comes out and yeah. it looks like I'm just hanging a leg there for, yeah. for no reason whatsoever. And it's like a lazy save. But because I was moving, it takes that momentum away from being set and reacting. Actually whether being able saved, to react yeah, to it, yeah. yeah. Um, again, taking off and away from the strike, it was a, a, a great strike. He had all the time in the world to do what he wanted to do. Um... But in that moment, like you say, if I was to do it again, I would just hold. Stop. Set. Even even on miles out my goal, um, maybe he's not to the left, like defending the near post or the goal might have been open to the right. But as long as I'm set and I give myself that chance to get after the yeah. ball, whereas I give myself no chance to get after the ball last night, whether or not I would have saved it or, or not, I'm not too sure. But in that moment, like you say, I've killed myself and took away the little 1%. To, which would allow me to the, 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 get after it more. Just to quickly, just to describe this goal. And if you're watching this, by the way, on Spotify, if you're watching it uh, on a clip somewhere, we're going to be putting like visual representation of this. We'll yep. put some, we'll put some pictures, so you'll be able to kind of gauge it for yourself. If not, go and have a little search. You go. In my opinion, you you can't do about anything about any of these goals. Okay, the third one, uh, it, there's just so many, there's so many variables in that third one. The only thing you can do is try and get yourself into the most optimal position to try and possibly make a save. That's all you can do basically. But the fact that the ball's kind of bounced over his shoulder and he's just looking at the goal, going, "I'm just going to blast this as hard as I can." <laughs> and the only reason why it's gone in the back of the net is pace. It's pure pace. Yeah. Don't worry, like I say, I agree with you. He's shanked off his big toe a little bit and gone in the corner, but he's still blasted it. Yeah. He is still absolutely blasted from the moment leaving his foot. To going in the back of the net again less than a quarter of a second maybe it is just rifled into that mm. far corner so I agree with you you have to backtrack you have to try and cover your goal at some point maybe that's the only thing but this is where I think this is where the beauty of the goalie coach comes in and this is where goalies get into the minutest detail don't we this is yeah. where you will watch a clip probably tomorrow or today or whatever it had been with your goalie coach and you'll go there you see there that's where you get set yeah. and it's not a pro- it's not a fo- it's not a you haven't made a mistake it's just always trying to be in the most optimal position isn't it yeah well that's the thing obviously like you see it coming straight off the pitch last night I went well what do you think yeah. 
and obviously where he sat. Who's a goal coach, by the way? Yeah, Alad Williams, yeah, okay. uh, Welsh boy. Yeah. Um, I actually had him at Cardiff a few years ago. Um, he was just coming through there. And then, um, funnily enough, he got a job at Wolves Academy and was doing Telford part-time. Yeah. So I was obviously trying to get a loan at Cardiff all them years ago. And uh, Alad had rang me up saying, look, I'm at Telford. Will you, will you come? We're, like, we're struggling. Like There's 17 games left this season. You're guaranteed to play. And obviously all the loans I was potentially going on were just to be number two. Yeah. So I was like, all right, 100%, I'll go down. If I haven't got nothing in the league by the last day of the transfer, we'll window, I'll, I'll come yeah. down. And you know what? I went down there and loved every single minute of it. It was an amazing setup, And obviously we went from 23rd in the league to 12th. So I hold my hands up and say I was a saviour. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> as well. Damn right. Um, but yeah, about last night, the um, where he sat and his view, he's probably thinking I should be more central, more more towards the goal, yeah. like defending the goal first and then react. Because obviously he always says to me, look, you're absolutely wrapped around the goal. Yeah. You're wrapped off your line. So rely on that and yeah. like you see in their moments, use that to your advantage. But again, as a goalkeeper and what I've done for, from a young boy and what I've been taught is give yourself that yard to be able to come, come yeah, through and right. Help your defenders out, yeah, basically. Help your defenders yeah. out, yeah. And um, in my head, I was I was in a good enough position to come and get it if it did come through. Yeah. And uh, he had literally just said, like, look, just stay. Just stay and defend the goal. But like you say, it's one of them. Like, if you do stay and defend the goal, I... I um, somebody said you should have been a bit further out yeah, to possibly get in his face and yeah, possibly put like him that. off kind of thing. like you say, you should... Again, it's, no, it's known you defend it. I know you, known your strikers and known your attackers. Yeah. If I'd stayed in my goal, would he have took a touch? Uh-huh. And then he could have took a boggy touch yeah, or yeah, yeah. Um, come a down and, <laughs> and uh, a ba- baggy touch. I should have said baggy <laughs> that. And um, and then maybe that gives me a chance to go and get the, get in front of him, block yeah. the shot or save the shot. But uh, Alad's point of view was, I think you made his mind up yeah. by being out there to take the shot early. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, it makes it makes hundred percent sense. Um, but like you say, going back to what. I thought was wrong was the fact that I'm still moving. Yeah. Um, and like you say, in that moment is something you need to correct. And like you say, with games and and things like this happening, yeah. it allows you to go Just into the next Just a little bit of experience. That's yeah, all it is. Time, you yeah. know the next time that happens, you'll go, right, no. And it, it will. It just hits yeah. you. It'll hit you at that moment. You'll go, no, I need to get set here. And yeah, that's it. You'll yeah. just get set as simple as that. So what was the thinking then after the game? How did it feel? Kind of back into the change room, disappointed, last getting on the coach, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it wasn't good. Again, like you say, we went there last night thinking we can get three points. Obviously, if not, we if we don't win, we don't get beat. Um, and like you say, they're a, I mean they're a good team. They're on the up after the weekend, Cardiff. But uh... this episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. We were full of confidence going at that game, and it was. It was like in the changing, it was flat. It was like we're looking at each other going, well, whose fault is it? Like, but no one done anything individually that was a mistake, you know what I mean? It was like more of a team thing. And we still controlled a lot of the game. Like yeah. we we kept the ball well, but we didn't really do anything. We weren't yeah. penetrating. We didn't have the penetrating passes that we normally do. But Cardiff Lee did just sat in 11 men behind the ball and just wait and wait and wait. And 
they did we said last night they didn't have to work for their goals whereas the two goals we scored we had to work yeah, for them we yeah, had to play yeah. set players that were not nah, they literally got three goals from poor poor decision making yeah. more than anything um, but yeah it was it was a little bit flat after the game but you could, now because this game is thick and fast you can't you can't dwell on nothing can you it's like you just got to get on with it. Like we've had a, the gaffers luckily give us a couple of days off just to nice. just to uh, yeah. just to get over it. Like whereas he could have turned around and said, "Nah, to hell with this. You're, you're in tomorrow now." Yeah. Um, but look, he's he's trying to get the lads inside, and I think the best thing to do is be away from it. We've got obviously a big game coming up on Monday night, which allows us we've still got three days of training, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to to build up to that. Did he say anything to you after the game? Sorry, quickly. Did he say any uh, any, any words of advice or anything? <laughs> well, again, like you see, going back to three shots, three goals and thinking, well, freaking hell, I'm, I'm struggling here. I'm a goalkeeper. I'm not even doing my job. Like, I remember walking on the bus <laughs> and the gaffer went, three shots, three goals. Oh, cheers, boss. And I'm just like, <laughs> come what, on. What do I say at that? Like, <laughs> And he just slaps me on the arm and goes, never mind. <laughs> and I'm walking the back of the bus going, Shit, am I am I going to get dropped now? I, <laughs> really? I, I, is, is that, that does that genuinely happen? Does it? Well, now Arteta's done that at the weekend. I think myself like any, anything can happen, but uh, no. Obviously, you have a laugh and carry on still. And I think the gaffer looks at me as the character in the change room who he can't do that with. Yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. of the other lads might be a little bit more serious, who you can't have the joke and carry on with. But I think the gaffer looks at me as the character who I can I can he can get away with that yeah, with. So yeah, yeah. and they knows I probably won't. Snap back at him. <laughs> so what do you do? So after you've got a couple of days off after, a, what do you kind of do to unwind now? So a couple of days off, What what's your kind of process? Um, obviously, normally in the football world, Wednesday is normally the day off, yeah. isn't it? So um, I would like to say I'd go to the gym and do my recovery, but my recovery is going to a coffee shop, having a little coffee with my little group who the average age is about 80-year-old. Um, telling the stories, obviously their side of things. I mean, there's a there's a woman there, Margaret, who knew nothing about football literally a year ago, but obviously because of the success Coventry had last season, yeah. she's like proper in and she's coming in on the morning with papers, stats and all that. And I read this on the telly last night. I watched the highlights on this. So what's this, your coffee crew then? Tell yeah. us about your your coffee crew. Because as you said, <laughs> the average age, you bring the average age oh, down yeah, considerably, yeah. right? Um, I think obviously when people see me there that I look more of a carer than I do a, like a family member or whatnot. So that's that's the title I'm getting the carer for the elderly at the yeah. minute. Um, but no, basically it started from when I first moved to Stratford. The uh, my neighbour was obviously a big Man United fan. He, well, he's from Scotland, so he's a Rangers fan first, but moved to England, follows Man United and all that. But obviously big within football, and um, we built a relationship on literally straight away. Obviously because uh, you can go anywhere in the world and. Football's yeah, obviously universal. Easy. And this is an, an yeah. Elder, yeah. elderly gentleman. Yeah, he was. He's, he's eighty-two now, Alan. Um, okay. He actually got into ITV News. I, I had to do an interview, and obviously I ended up calling them on ITV's ITV News, and then a picture got shown of us on there. So even now we're sat outside the coffee shop, and people have come up, go, "Oh, you're, you're the famous Alan. You're the famous Alan." Yeah. And I was, he loves it. Absolutely loves it. He, he tries and downplays it, but um, he's been great for me. He obviously, like you say, he's someone to talk to. He'll give his. Uh, perspective on things and his help and I think obviously I mean I love him a bit it's like he is a he is a family member now um, but yeah obviously we go to this coffee shop parties in Stratford all the time every, literally every day um, I mean he's got five kids and I think I see him more than what they do no they they get weekends with him I get Monday to Friday with him so he's yours in the week yeah. <laughs> he's mine in That's the week I, so even like sometimes I'll go for a coffee on a Sunday morning even though I know he's there and he's sitting with his son and I'm like I can't intrude, I can't intrude. But you always go and say hello, don't you? I mean, they've accepted him as, as the adopted brother, I think they call me now. Um, 
but yeah, that I mean, the, again, going back to the, the 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 little family that we've got going on there is just from going every day and like you yeah, say, you see the same people. faces as the locals. And I think there's about four or five of us now. And like you see, Margaret, Alan, we've got Ken, who's so Margaret's obviously local. Alan's from Scotland. Ken's from Liverpool. <laughs> Margaret, Alan, and Ken. What a guy <laughs> you are! I love and it. And the, the worst, the best thing about it is Margaret used to live next door to Alan's daughter, who for years and years and years, about twenty years, and they'd never spoken in their life and they hadn't a clue. And now, obviously, the little community and the coffee shops like. Closer than we actually thought. Like, I'm gonna pop down to I'm gonna pop down to this coffee shop. Down I the am, road, I, I, it's literally down the road for me. I'm gonna pop down there. All right, Sunday the mornings. Coffee, yeah, the best coffee between ten we, and eleven. We, we, Sunday, we used 11 to go. 12. We used yeah, to go quite are, a bit. Yeah. So just for a bit of context, obviously, um, Ben, you live in Stratford. Our Ben lives in Stratford as yeah. well, but um, Stratford upon Avon. But Stratford upon yeah. Avon. Yeah, but yeah. obviously playing Bosch, for Coventry. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> playing for Coventry. That's our we we. Our office is in Leamington, right? Yeah, That's yeah. our nearest big team, right? Yes, it is, yeah. So Coventry, sure. so... A lot of our friends are Cov fans. A lot of our friends are Coventry fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and like the whole area. But it was, like, just to touch on, like, last season, for example. So um, I think different people have different views on it, right? So, like, I'm a Wolves fan. You were at Baggies for years and years. Yeah. And there's a rivalry, isn't there, where yeah. you might go, I don't want Cov to go up or something. But because it's so local to us, we were desperate for Cov to go up, weren't we? Yeah. Because it's... It's amazing for the city. Yeah. Like, it'd give the city a real shot in the arm, wouldn't it? Yeah. But it, it just wasn't quite to be, was it? Talk to us about the playoffs and the final and the disappointment. How how hard was it to bounce back from it? I would say it was really difficult, but because, like, we were never expected to get there and it was an amazing achievement and the the, the year was such a success. Like, But then I suppose it wasn't all a success because after eight games, we were sitting bottom of the league, yeah. you know what I mean, with two points. Yeah. Um, but to get there and achieve what we did throughout the season was just like incredible. And to be a part of that, I would never have thought a year ago, two years ago, I'd have been in that position yeah. playing at Wembley in front of 90,000 fans. And as a team, we done exceptionally well. And I think we were going into that game full of confidence. I thought we were we were going to do it. Mm. Look, Luton, fair play at them. They, they got over the line. Um, and obviously they're in a position now where we were... We we wish we could be, and I like to say to say that you're a Premier League goalkeeper would have been absolutely fantastic, especially after, again after the season that we had and all that. But um, the best thing I'd done after the playoff final was go straight on holiday. Yeah, and I think that allowed me to just forget about it. Yeah, no dwelling, no on dwelling it. whatsoever. Because yeah. I remember obviously we we come back after the game and we all had a, a night out planned or a, an evening planned with all the staff, all the players from within the club, just to say look. Celebratory season, win lose win or win or lose. Um, obviously, the, if we won, the party would have been a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't have made that flight the next day. But um, it was still a celebration. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see, it's it's so, such a success. And you see, any before you know, Coventry fans and your family and friends are Cov fans. And when I first moved to Stratford, I could go to my coffee shop and not so would recognise me. Yeah. There was no Coventry City fans around whatsoever. Whereas now I go. Every day now, there'll someone walk past and go, oh, Ben Wilson, big Cov fan, blah, yeah. can I have a vote? And I'm going, it's like amazing to see whether or not it's obviously because of the success I had as a goalkeeper personally, or was it the fact that Coventry City, who were a massive club, by the way, yeah. got to the playoff final yeah. and give the hometown of Cov a, a lift? Well, just to, quickly, just to put it into perspective, the the troubles sort of Coventry have been through, actually, in, in recent years. Uh, tough um, times, aren't they? Obviously, mm -hmm. with the, the, the Rico Arena, um, the, the new owners kind of taking over and basically, yeah, um, you know, 
trying to run the club down, basically, weren't they, at one point? Um, having to ground share with Birmingham City. Um, you know, it's, they've been through some tough times. And like you say, I think a lot of Coventry City fans, like I say, most of our friends are actually Cov fans. A lot of them were kind of just not really interested in it at all, were they? Coventry didn't seem to be going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, Mark Robbins gets the, the manager's job. And what a job this guy has done, by the way. Genuinely, <laughs> what a job he has done over the last four or five years with Coventry oh, City. Incredible. is ridiculous, isn't it? Incredible. Like, and like you say... He's he's a great manager, yeah. and like you say, I think what he's good at is building the team around him that he can trust, that he can rely on, and getting the right players in. Mm. Which obviously, like you say, you can go to any club, and what is what is a good team, and what is a good club based on? It's first of all the fans. Obviously, they're a huge part. But if a manager can get in the right people around him and the right players, it makes his life so much easier, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, you'll have played under several managers who are unbelievable man managers. Um, others who take a step back and yeah. let the assistants do it. And I think, obviously, what we've got a cov is a group that knows where we're all on the same wavelength, yeah. you know what I mean? And um, what he's done, obviously, to to lift Coventry City to where they are. And, like you say, people's driving around with, like, cov fans hanging out the, wind, hanging out the car windows now and all that. And I'm thinking, that would never have happened four years Mate, ago. You couldn't, you couldn't get a ticket to the yeah. to the Wembley, the Flair final, you know? Yeah. You couldn't get a ticket. Yeah. Oh, like, they were, like, it was like rock and roll. They were so hard to yeah. go. We were half interested in going, but it, yeah. you just couldn't get anything. No, oh, I should have texted you. I, know, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have charged you. No, I'm not, <laughs> I, honestly, I remember what that, that uh, the penalty shoot at the end. By the way, the, the Luton penalties were unbelievable, weren't they? <laughs> every one of them side netting. I, every single one of them just As Goal, the, side netting, goal, side netting. That's one of most to cop, cop yeah. they, were, they were incredible, incredible weren't they? Like, that was up. one of the best standard penalty shootouts yeah. I've ever You'll seen. Ever, you will ever see. They were just yeah. dispatched, no. dispatched, dispatched, dispatched. And I'm thinking, come on, like, somebody put one half safe. Yeah. Yeah. Give, Give them a little something. chance. Well, they did, but I dabbed the wrong way. The, yeah. the, 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 <laughs> only, the only one I could have potentially seen. But that's the thing. We do all of our research. We uh, we get the psych- a penalty psychologist in. To what, do explain, to do this explain the penalty side. So I think it was uh, he worked with Sheffield United a few. I think it was Sheffield United he worked with a few years ago. Was it either Ramsdale or was it Henderson in goal for them? Was it? I can't remember which one it was. But anyway, he our goalkeeping coach got in touch with him, and he was he didn't actually come in personally, so I didn't meet him. But he was sending all the information across for us to work on, and like you say, the percentages of this. Which would he go this way under this pressure? Would he go yeah, that yeah, way? Yeah. What time of game, etc. So we were going through this day before game, and obviously the, we we even had the uh, the young goalkeepers in the room, um, Keegan, and I think to- Tom would have been in on belly, and we all had to write down what we thought or which way we thought they were going to go. Yeah. And like you say, the well, I might have put left, and three of them might have put right, and then obviously there we one player who we all went right with, etc. And um, I remember thinking there, does it really work? Is percentages really yeah, a big yeah, thing? Yeah. But like you say, because you have seen success with it, um, you think, well, you, you start a little bit to believe in it. So we were in this room for probably an hour and a half, two hours, trying to get everyone on the same wavelength and why why did we choose to go that way and he chose to go that way and like going through it all. Um, but like you said, it all didn't matter because the penalties were unbelievable. Wait, but, who, who, was it, who was it last year? Somebody, I think it was Jordan Pickford, wasn't it? Had, had that, the water bottle. The bottle, yeah. And he had, was it Madison that went down the middle? And yeah, he And he had... He uh, he had for for Madison stand up, stay. He'll he'll try and put it down yeah, the middle, yeah. and he did it. And I'm thinking that's just that's bonkers. I yeah, have never mad. stood up and stayed in the middle of my no. goal for a penalty ever, yeah. like ever ever. That takes balls to do. Oh, that. literally. I I mean, even that was. I think I can't remember which penalty take it was. It might have been against Middlesbrough in the um, the semi final, yeah. and one of them was 
I had to stand up and just react to the ball. And I'm thinking, Phew, it's, it's hard yeah, to do it's that. Because that. If he just sides for this in the bottom corner, I'm going, well, I've got no. If, if in you're my standing head, like, up, though, Ben, so if you're standing up, you're, you're right, I'm going to stand my ground on this one. Do you have to almost present some tells to the striker and almost act like you're going to move? Or do you just stand there? Well, you know, I think they make it so, they've made it so difficult for goalkeepers now, haven't they? I mean, I, I thought going into that final, the rule was, as long as you have a foot on that line, as you dive, yeah. you're all right. Yeah. So I was starting behind the line, stepping forward and going just so I had a little bit of momentum. And Michael Oliver, the referee, was like, stand on your line or I'm going to boot you. You have to start standing you on the line. Start. And I never knew that till I got to that penalty shootout. I thought you could, like, as long as you were on the line as you dove. And I'm thinking, well, no, hang on a minute. I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. What, what, that, what that minute. basically does is it, it limits the amount of kind of like trajectory you're going to be able to get. Because if you if you start behind the line and as he's about to take the penalty, he's about to kick it, you're already on the front foot already moving, then you're going to be able to get a bit more of a push, a bit more of a spring in yeah, your step, yeah. aren't you? Whereas if you have to stand there with a at least one part of your foot on the line, you you can't really move. You're mm. you're going from like a standing start, basically. This is why he's saying it's it's punishing the goalkeepers basically because yeah. they just want to see goals everybody's oh. a goalie hater it's as simple yeah. as that isn't it <laughs> they just want to see I goals mate. even the guy who designs these puma balls that we work with <laughs> hates goalkeepers because honestly I mean you've got we've got Simon and Brad there who wears sells gloves yeah. the best grip uh, expensive glove and you've got me who wears GK Monty's which costs 20 quid you know yeah. what I mean and the grip I mean, the Puma balls are just so bad. Yeah, horrific, aren't they? Like, yeah. But they want it to be like that. They they yeah. will have got, I guarantee you, Puma, right, will have gotten all of the goalkeeper brands, looked at all the latex that they use and gone, right, what is the slippiest coating we can put on this football to make it so that no goalie can catch a ball? We want yeah. goals sliding through hands. We want mistakes right, left yeah. and centre, don't we? Yeah, honestly. And like you see, you've practised all your life being a goalkeeper, catching a ball, and you're going into that game thinking, I'm not going to catch anything today. Yeah. And like, you know, obviously a lot of the goalkeepers wearing their... Um, Vaseline, Vaseline on the, on the gloves, yeah. I'll, I'll not let myself do it. Explain this then. See, this is goalkeeper geekery yet again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, or maybe you're enjoying it. I don't know. But <laughs> the, explain the Vaseline thing because that's come in. I remember the first person I saw do that was Joe Hart in Brazil uh, 2014 World Cup. He put Vaseline on his gloves and he was saying, on his, he said, Fozzie, honestly, it is a game changer. Yeah. I was like, no way on this earth, mate. It can't be. Unbelievable. It is. like and Again, I, I won't allow myself to put it on my gloves. Yeah. No matter how wet, how damaged my gloves are, I'll not do it but luckily Simon puts it on his gloves yeah. so a little bit that's it does. still on the ball it does you can feel it don't and you it, you can feel it it is ma- the difference and I remember I think it was Martin Margotson I don't know if you ever did yeah. you work, no I've never worked with him no um, I worked with him a card and he says put Vaseline on your gloves oh, they yeah. have to be new gloves though don't they sort of, Just, sort of uh, fairly new not, not too rough I don't yeah. think they can be too rough otherwise it doesn't it? really work yeah um well, uh, yeah. Well, maybe I. I'm not. I'm not too sure. But I remember him seeing it on it. On it, it was chucking it down, and I'm going, "There's no chance." I see the rain getting on that. They'll just slip straight through. Yeah, and yeah. Believe me. And I think one of the lads done it then, and it was like I could feel it on the bone going, "This is incredible." Yeah. What's it doing? I, I actually haven't a clue. It, I wish I knew signs, but I. Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. But I could tell you if we're in a training session, I could tell you if one of you has got Vaseline yeah. on your gloves because as soon as I grab it, it does make it grippier. Yeah. It so does. why aren't you doing it? Because I can't do it. Yeah. I'm I just kind of lie on my hands. Like yes. I see it the lads, even the, the young lads who will do it. Oh, my grip's unbelievable today. And I'm going, you need to allow your body, allow yourself yeah. to learn how to catch a ball properly. Exactly. Regardless of how slippy the ball yeah, is or yeah. not. On match days, whatever, do what do what you want. But in training, learn to catch a ball and properly. And again, like, quickly explain to, to, to everybody how 
the the ball on a match day is different to the ball that you will have trained with yeah. every single day that week. Yeah. Um, let's say a brand new ball. Brand new ball. The, there we go. The semi-final and the, the, and the final of the playoffs, we were using the gold ones. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, God. And I was going to our, uh, our kit man, if you can, get a, get a towel and scrub them balls yeah. as much as you possibly can. Um, but luckily, I didn't have a save to make against Middlesbrough. <laughs> and um, obviously, it was... Penalties that cost yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the like the, 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 they've got. It's almost like they've got like um like a a, a factory finish film on it. Right. right? Okay. So yeah, it's, really it's like yeah. a factory finish film where it takes it takes a game or a training session to wear that film off. But when you're playing a football match, a big football match, or a Saturday afternoon, whatever it is, a pro match, it will be a brand new ball. I mean, mm. brand spanker. It's just been pumped up. It's out the pack. It's still got yeah. the film on and it. And I'm guessing it? you Awful. can't have 10 new balls every time you train. No, no chance. Yeah, you can't. You have to use the ones that have been used. So when on match day, you're expected to then go and catch a brand new, shiny, slippy ball that's completely different to what you've been working with right, all week long. Mm-hmm. So what were you playing with uh, at Wrexham? What, what, um, what, what brand of ball was so it? So in the in the non-league, it was Van. It was um, New Balance, was uh, it? Yeah, New Balance ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when you get into league football, they're sponsored by Puma, so they're the Puma board. So I know exactly what you're okay. talking about with the um, Puma board. And what's the favourite? So this is the new Prem Ooh. Nike ball. Oh, Unbelievable! Is this they the are beautiful. is this the oh, gold standard? They are the best balls without doubt. Would they you agree? Best balls. Well, not that I've ever had a chance to play with them, but <laughs> 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 are you just rubbing that in there? No, um, no, I wasn't. Sorry. I remember uh, a few. Well, a, a long when I was growing up playing, um, our goalkeeper coach Mark Prudder. Yeah, I've ever yeah, came yeah, across him. Yeah. Legend. What the best, the best ever. Yeah, honestly, and um, he used to say, obviously, you had the night balls in the Premier League, but then you had, was it Mitre back in the yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, And he used to say the Mitre balls took 10 years off your career because oh, they were that heavy to kick. Horrible. Really? But they used oh, to hurt to say yeah. if they did. They used to hurt your elbows when have you, you Have you noticed, without saying you're really fucking old, but you're really old, when you started, <laughs> when you started <laughs> at Stoke, did you notice a, di- a difference in the ball of them being heavy 20 years ago compared uh, yeah, to now? Yeah, they've gotten lighter for sure. Like the, the Prem balls there, they are so much lighter and faster. They fly through the air quicker. Mm-hmm. So like I say, a, a shot that might come at you 15 years ago, the same power that the guy has generated through his foot will go slower 15 years ago than what it would do today. Because right, the okay. ball just flies faster, it's a bit yeah. lighter. It goes further? It go, it'll go further, cool. it will, a bit more movement you can get on it. Um, these Puma balls that Ben's talking about, wowee, they are, they, they used to scare the life out of me, genuinely. Awful. If somebody's 40 yards from goal, right, yeah. what is the worst thing you want to happen? That coming through, like, exactly honestly, that. awful. But even like, like, I'm standing in the tunnel and every goalkeeper, I'm going, what do you think, the Puma balls? <laughs> Devil balls. <Crap>. Awful. <laughs> The worst, and even allowed to wear puma gloves and puma boots. <laughs> nah, awful, rubbish. And honestly, I don't, I don't even single... think the outfield players like them because you know, like I say, the the way they move so much. Right, yeah. I, I I can I've pinged balls to players and they're trying to take a touch and it moves or jumps <laughs> or bubble or something last second like that it shouldn't do. You yeah. want it to have a real true flight. And to, to be fair to Nike, the Nike balls are they are about as true oh, as you'll get. You, if you catch it properly and you strike it properly, it will fly so true. These Puma balls, you know when you've kicked a nice true like kick and even then they wobble and you think, oh, so when a defender's got the ball coming to him or midfield or winger or something and you clip it to them, they're going, uh-oh, uh-oh, because they yeah. have to wait till the last second to move their foot because they can't rely on what the ball's going to do. Yeah. Okay, I've learned something new today. I'll yeah, tell you that. Um, I want to talk about. I want to talk about Mikel Arteta. Then you mentioned him earlier, um, and this is very topical at this moment in time. And we've done already about three podcasts on this exact topic. But um, first of all, we'll talk about 
we'll talk about what Mikhail Arteta said. Um, and that was that he thinks football will evolve. The next step, basically, is that goalkeepers are going to get start getting changed mid-game or on the 50th, 60th minute. So he said, for example, he said one one regret he has is that last season there were two two times where he felt he wanted to change his goalkeeper at about the 60th or 70th minute mark. And he said, and I didn't do it. And he said, and I regret not doing it because at that moment in that game, he felt the other goalie would have been better. What are your opinions on this? Scandalous, embarrassing, <laughs> honestly, killing... Killing goalkeepers, yes, basically. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, there's a lot of goalie haters out there. Obviously, our manager, our assistant manager, <laughs> hates goalkeepers. If they could play with our goalkeepers, they would. Um, but at the end of the day, they need us. Yeah. Um, and the way football is evolving, like it is, it's everyone wants a modern day goalkeeper, yeah. football and goalkeeper. But they want us to be goal. They want us to be footballers. Yeah. But if we make a mistake, we're goalkeepers. Yeah. So that's the, the uh, little bit can't of a win. No, we you can't, can't win. win. That's the whole point of it, though. Yeah, you can't win as a goalie now, can you? But the fact that Arteta had done that at the weekend and has come out and said what he did, I'm thinking, yeah. well, I spoke to Simon, who worked with Ramaz at, I've called him Ramaz. Simon Moore, Ramsey, yeah. Simon Moore, yeah. I call, who worked with Ram Ramsey at Sheffield United. He said he's unbelievable with his feet. Yeah. And Arteta's brought in, obviously, David Rea, who, again, is a sensational with his feet, but... What has Ramsdale done or yeah. deserve to, to deserve to be taken out of the team? Yeah. I just, I just, I can't get my head around it. Like, and I mean, he's got bought for thirty. Was it thirty million? I think Ramsdale went yeah. for twenty or thirty million, and he's not put a foot wrong. Like you see, and and what he's just been named in the in the um, Ballon d'Or list, wasn't it? He was Ballon d'Or list. He was in the Premier League team of the season for yeah. last season, and. He started the season, uh, what, he might have made a mistake in one of the games early doors against Fulham yeah. or something like that. They've just come off the back of beating Manchester United and the international breaks come. He's played for his country and then he goes and gets dropped. Yeah, but it, feel, it feels like there's... Arteta's got a lot right since he's been there, right? Yeah. And with Aubameyang and he seems to have got rid of conflict and yeah. got rid of issues... It feels like he's made a mistake with this. It feels like he's creating something yes. that doesn't need to be created. Yes. It doesn't need to be touched, but does d- it? Is this not a little bit what Arteta this season, it feels like he's tinkering with problems that don't exist? Well, exactly, with yeah. the right-back issue with Thomas Partey's playing at right-back. Yeah, we've yeah, never yeah, been yeah. a right-back. Yeah. But and, and this, again, this is not like... David Rea, I love you, my mate. I promise you. I, I want yeah, to see David Rea yeah, playing yeah, in the yeah. Premier League. I love watching David Rea. His side volley is a joke. It's a thing of beauty. Proper goalkeeper, yeah? yeah? yeah. He, should be, he deserves to be playing, but... I just feel so bad for Aaron Ramsdale that this is some sort. Of, this is just a something that just never needed to be happening. No. Didn't need to be tinkered with, did it? Never. And like you say, going back to the fact that he said he could have subbed him twice. Yeah. For for what? What's exactly. a goalkeeper going to do? Like you've just been sat down. If you're a sub goalkeeper and you're sat down for sixty five minutes, yeah. you're like. I mean, I'm just here. Like, how do you keep yourself warm? How do you keep yourself involved in the game? I know it's the you've worst got thing in the world. The prospect of coming on when you're on the bench is the worst yeah. thing in the world, isn't it? It I, is mentally. It, yeah. You just think, oh, when if a goalie goes down, you're you're sitting there going, please yeah. get up, please. My, my I first don't want this. Appearance for Co- uh, Coventry was Marco off the bench. Marco Morosi went down injured in the 90th minute oh. against Cardiff. What was the score? It was nil nil. Oh, that is the worst. And, uh, oh. and uh, I was it nil nil or we winning one nil? Nil nil, I think it was. And at the time, Cardiff were the big giants, yeah, like Sean yeah, Morris yeah. and all that yeah. playing. And I thought, three minutes, this ball is getting pumped into my goal. It is. And I was crap myself. The worst thing about it is I just, I was sat next to our kit man, Chris Marsh, legend, by the way, and um, drinking bottle, <laughs> sitting on the bench. Just three minutes ago, I was just about to take my shin pads off, drinking a bottle on the bench. Obviously, back then it was COVID, so I was in the stands, like, yeah. so all spread out. 
and drinking bovrilla and Mark goes down and think, well, he does this every game, he tries to time waste. He'll be all right, he'll be all right. Next minute, yeah. and all his cheekbones reaching the back of his head. Oh, like, gosh. Get your gloves on, mate, Get you're going on. Honestly. And genuinely, yeah. what are you thinking when you're walking on that pitch? Genuinely. <laughs> I was crap myself. It was a goal kick I had to take as well, so I'd done a few strides up and down, but they were like, Ben, come and get ready now. And I remember walking on and looking at the clock. Was for, I was literally, the board went up for three minutes, and I'm, I'm going, well, first of all, I'm going to have to blast this ball as far as I can to get it up this pitch and I could bloody pull a thigh here um, but anyway my first try was unbelievable and then I went and plucked the cross with the sky so I was oh, like yeah. oh, you were alright right. <laughs> I think uh, Arteta's onto something here lads I think yeah. he's onto yeah. something yeah. here so, but, well, sorry quickly let me just say as well if you, if, you, if you look back as well to those two occasions I don't know what two occasions they were however all I did need to know was that Matt Turner would have been on the bench yeah, yeah. what is it that Matt Turner would have had uh, on paper literally if you look at it does Matt Turner have anything that you would say dramatically outshines Aaron Ramsdale. Is there any one thing, like um, could it, it could be coming for crosses, it could be shot stopping, it could be yeah. with the ball at his feet. I, I wouldn't say there's anything that you would say is worth making that decision or actually tinkering with. No, nothing. I mean, you see, hats off to uh, Matt Turner. He's playing in the Premier League now for Forrest, isn't yeah. he? But to take Ramsdale out for a reason of, like you see, going back to that, well, what is what is it? Which games were they? That yeah, we've got to I'd get love in. to know that. We, I'd love that's to the know thing, it. the biggest thing for me. And what difference would he do coming on, playing out? Because if that was the case, you would have played him. Exactly. What could he do that, that Aaron Ramsdale can't do? Yeah, what literally. can he do in that position? And that's the bit for me that I just think, I just think you're, I just feel like he's waffling a little bit. Yeah. I just think it's just completely yeah. waffle. I yeah. really, really oh, do. Absolutely. I. It was but. funny, the timing of it, wasn't it? Because we had a podcast last week with Richard Lee and we yeah. were talking about this very idea of goalkeepers coming off. Would they be warm enough? Like that NFL model of bringing on kickers or special yeah. teams. And then the very next day, yeah, Arteta came Arteta out. Arteta came out. And actually a lot of people in the comments were going, you guys are just reacting to that. <laughs> No, honestly, we actually yeah, spoke yeah, about it beforehand. Literally. But um, one thing I was going to ask, actually, which I've done my research, you two have never actually shared a pitch together, have you? No. Come never. very close, haven't you? So, Ben, you were on the bench for... Ben Wilson was on the bench. Ben, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Ben <laughs> Wilson was on the bench Anywhere for... before 2022, I was on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> ben Wilson was on the bench for Coventry when Watford beat Coventry 3-2. And Gustavo Hamer scored a 25-yard header. Oh, little weasel. Ben Foster. Oh, little weasel. Ben, what was our Ben, Ben Foster, what was your recollection of that goal? Because you get, even now, because we near, live near Coventry, oh. it's brought up regularly. All the it? time it's brought I get sent that video of him and me diving into the back of my net, like, all the time. All the time. I'm not repeating what you said either. No. I'll yeah. tell for everyone to see. Yeah, I know, yeah. um, no, I, I just remember the ball, corner or something like that, the ball getting cleared and him being 30-odd yards out, the ball bounced up and I just thought, it's little Gustavo Hamer. <laughs> like he, he's he's trying to head this back into the mix here. That's all he's trying to do yeah. is just head it back into the mix. So I think, right, I see that happen. I think, right, I'll get on the front foot and I'll just come and try and take the cross if I can. I'll, I'll try and help my defenders mm-hmm. out as much as I can. Because uh, I know for a fact that header will be a loopy, slow one. Yeah, it's the sort of ball that a defender would not want to be headering because he knows that he's not going to be able to get much purchase on it. He ain't going to be able to head it very far. So I thought, I'll get on the front foot, try and out my defence out. He's just mullered the header and it's gone. But before it was bizarre, I, wasn't before it? I even realised that he's proper mullered the header, I'm still thinking I'm just coming and taking the cross here. And then I think, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. And before you know it, yeah, backpedalling, end up in the back of the net. It was just, yeah, it's And not what nice. was your memory of that, Ben? I'm thinking that's my hero in goal. It's not just him. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, um, I'm, obviously, I think we were chasing the game. Was it 3 1 to use that time? Or, or did that get no, back 2 2? No, that got about 2 2. Yeah. And I thought, oh, so I think we 
June that game, I'm sure we had a spell where we could have went on and won that without game. Doubt. Yeah, without that doubt, without doubt, I'm sure done, we yeah. were very disappointed yeah. getting beat three two. Um, I mean, I've, it was just in disbelief. Yeah, because I'm thinking this is Ben Foster, like what, like unbelievable goalkeeper, and for it to happen to him, it can happen to anyone. You know what I mean? Without yeah, yeah. doubt, so, mate. Let you see, as a if you're a defender and Gus is receiving the ball on the edge of the box as a header, you've got to step up with that ball. Yeah, get in front, block the ball, do your job. As a goalkeeper, you've got to be on that again, your front yeah, foot, yeah. to just in case, like you say, if it is a loopy one. But he's <laughs> whether or not he's meant it at this day. No chance did he mean it. No <laughs> chance. Will, yeah. Well, let me ask you then. So, um, obviously, great, great team last last season. Almost got over the line. The two big names that departed. So, Gustavo Hamer and am I going to absolutely annihilate this one? Victor Gyokres. Gyokres. I, I think it's a silent G. Yokerez. I'm a very good. Yokerez. I'm very close. In, okay. Yeah. How good were these wrong. boys? Different gravy, really. Different gravy, yeah. Gus, I mean, Gus is a funny one because I mean, they're, they're two total opposite players. Yeah. One loves a drink, one eats a bacon and mayonnaise and bacon and mayonnaise, chicken and mayonnaise sandwich every single day for his dinner. <laughs> like, lives his life terrible, and knows now he's playing in the Premier League. And I think we're got, talking about Gustavo. Yeah. I, know about yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you do look at his body, you think hey, that the, that's the way he lives. But his brain, his ability is just like. Sensational. Yeah. Hats off to him. He's went to Sheffield United. He's playing the Premier. He scored two goals scored a so couple far. Of goals yeah. now, and he? yeah. he's doing well, really well. His first well. goal was just an absolute rocket, oh, wasn't it? Oh, right. Wow. And, uh, and then obviously tackled that one in the other night. Yeah. Against <laughs> and then you got Vic, who's ultra pro, yeah. but still he still loves a drink. Still loves a night out. Uh, although he drinks gin and tonic water, so it's. Do you think he's partial or oh, something? Who yeah, do you think he is? He downs him as if he's like some like big alty, but he's. Yeah, gin, gin and tonics, not not for me anyway. But um, he looks after himself, eats right, is as strong as an ox. Really, yeah. Honestly, I mean, he was like different gravy. The way he ran with that ball, it's like, does anyone, you look at him and think, just tackle him. Yeah. And every single defender you come up against who you know, and I just said, can't live with him. Yeah. Can't live with him. Just gliding past them. Just literally, I was like, so looked so easy, but he was so fit, he was so strong, and his ability to run with that ball. I mean, he's finished, uh, he wouldn't mind me saying this, he's finishing was crap. <laughs> <laughs> he, scored, he scored 20 goals and 17 goals the year before. But honestly, in training, I, I used to batter him all the time because <laughs> he couldn't hit a bond, or honestly, he was so crap. Um, he used to just try and take the lever off it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Vic, you're going to break my wrist one of these days. Yeah. But luckily, he never hit the target. So um, Match player. But put him in match, a match and he's fine in the back of the net. Yeah, frightening. It's amazing, isn't it? And another thing with Vic, like, people used to say, like, Ben, you're ultra funny, laugh, joke all the time, and he's Mr. Serious. Why do you get on so well? Yeah, yeah. I think obviously opposites attract. And I was able to get the best out of him and get that funny side out of him yeah, again, yeah, which yeah. other people couldn't but we used to play a small side of games on a Friday and uh, we used to play for like obviously a competition so every Christmas you put 20 quid in every week and um, by Christmas the, it would go on points and the top three would get the money back and then whoever was lowest had to pay more etc etc and uh, if I was ever on this team on a Friday and honestly we could we could win every single game and then get to the final and he wouldn't have a single shot, or if he did, it would go over and we'd get beat 1-0, it'd be my fault. Like, it was never his fault, honestly. <laughs> he could score an own goal, it would still be my fault for not saving it. Goalie you know haters, I mean? mate, they're all yeah, goalie oh, haters. Were, were you surprised? I, I was surprised that no one in the Prem came in for him. He went for a lot of money, though, didn't yeah. he? In yeah, fairness, it was, and he's ripping it up as well. Yeah, yeah he's absolutely ripping it up. I was actually on FaceTime yesterday before the game, 
Um, that's maybe what put a damper on. I conceded three goals last night because yeah, I seen gym, him right. on a beach in 20 degrees and I'm sat in oh. a hotel in Cardiff where it's absolutely chucking it down. But oh, no, I fair play to him. What he went for, I think it's fully deserved. deserved eye. And like he says, I, I think he could have went to the Premier League, but yeah. the lifestyle of oh, going and living yeah, in like sport Portugal, in Lisbon. Portugal sounds Portugal. lovely to me, blimey now. It's just, yeah. I mean, I, I, the first thing I Googled was what's Portugal like in December? And it was like 15 to 20 oh, degrees. Yeah, it'd be lovely, so, and I'm yeah. just like, it'd be absolutely yeah, lovely what, what it's like what in summer got. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, superstitions. What uh, are you Are you bad for this, are you? Yeah. Tell um, me. Obviously, when you were you you were a kid, weren't you? And magpies were always a thing. But now I'm I've kind of I've got over the magpie thing. But what were you like? Were you bad with it? And literally, obviously, we obviously I used to live about half an hour away from the train ground at Sunderland, and um, I remember driving there one day, and I'm thinking if I didn't see two magpies, shut up, I am struggling. You're going to have a bad Struggle. day. It's going, going to be a bad game, bad, bad day, day, bad training I, session, everything. Yeah, and, and now, obviously, turn, fast forward to now, I'll drive past a magpie, I'm like giggling at myself going, what, what? How can a bird affect my life? So what have you replaced it with? <laughs> everything else. <laughs> I, I remember I remember reading, do um, you remember Match Magazine? Yeah, yeah. Match and Shoot. Match and Shoot. Uh, yeah. So I was reading that, and I think it was Paul Robinson who had said, he puts his right boot on, right goalie, chip. Goalie Paul Robinson. Goal, 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 yeah. Goalkeeper Paul Robinson, he put everything on right. Yeah. So I think that's how it started. So when I was a kid, young kid, I was like, write this, write this, write this, and then obviously the left side, and obviously the magpies came in, and I'm, I'm probably going to get battered for this next one, but I remember, obviously, still the superstitions of this day, but <laughs> I once made a CD for my mum. Remember, I used to line wire and yeah. YouTube convert yeah. <laughs> onto a CD and all that, and um, this CD had, like, was it um, Diana Ross, is it? Yeah. Diana Ross, yeah. and... A few others, like whoever sings "Kissing the Back Row of Cinema" on a Friday night, whatever, whatever, whatever it was, and there was one song on there, right? And I remember listening to this song, and I had a worldie that day. So every single day, every single time we had a game, that song had to come on. Was it that that Saturday night at the movies? It wasn't song? this song. It's no. even worse than that. Wait, wait till this comes out, honestly. <laughs> so we'd get to a certain point where it came on. I think it was just just down around the road from the academy was a, um, a long road around where the, the golf course or the, the driving range was. And coming up that road, it was about three minutes to get round. So the you knew that's when you'd have to so start that's playing when it. I had to put on. And it was... <laughs> Here we go. Not Jason Donovan. It was... Uh, Donny Osmond. Oh no! Come on, Joseph and the Technical Dream Force. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. And that went on for a long time. And that was on the CD. And I had to put that on just purely because I had a worldie that day. And that wasn't your hype music. And no, it was not at all. Just it was just that, You had to do it. You song. had to tick it off the yeah, brain. You had, had to do that. Off. So when you said it went on for a long time, how long's a long time? Probably two, three years. Oh. Like <laughs> I remember even when I was the worst. So song, that, that probably would have started. How old were I been then? Probably about thirteen, and I remember probably so probably went on longer than three years. I remember being an under eighteen, a scholar, and playing it to myself, like no one else knew about this. So now the whole world knows. <laughs> Hundreds of games. Oh, got Hundreds to have been. Got to have been. If I wasn't on the bench then, like, I don't know. I must, I must have been playing then. Um, I Joseph and the Technical Dream, dream Court, but by Donny Osmond. <laughs> Honestly, and Imagine so what, what's it like now then before games? Is there is there much that you do now still? Well, even so, yesterday obviously. Um, again, I, I have to put a pillar in my apartment a certain way, with a remote next to it. Honestly, like the windows, the toilet seat's got to be down. I kicked off my missus a few weeks ago because I came in. I think we we either drew 
Or it might have been 3 3 against Watford a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we got back to the apartment afterwards and I went to go to the toilet and the toilet seat was up. I'm going. That's why we didn't win. <laughs> the toilet seat wasn't up. There was the toilet seat wasn't down. This is something so stupid. I mean, I wouldn't be ultra superstitious about that. But that's does just, your missus humour you, or does no, she go, she, "I'll get a life"? Yeah, she's literally. Yeah, you're pathetic. You're pathetic. <laughs> you, you need to grow up. Like, but there's a even all the lads is latched onto it now. But there's a thing with a kit man where I when I finish my warm up, I come back in and I'll take my clothes off and lay them out a certain way, and the kit man is not allowed to touch it until everything is off. And then he'll come up and he'll stand next to them clothes. He's waiting for it so all to be laid out. And then put it in, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad one. He d I don't ask him to do that. But because, again, it worked But he knows day. now. He but he knows, knows now. He's not he knows he has to wait. Yeah, yeah. But last night, funny enough, last night he picked my T-shirt up. He was talking to the gaffer. That's his fault. And there was a few things. Yeah, so Mar Chrissy Marsh, it's your fault. We, it's I his can't fault. see the free yeah. goals, yeah. Three shots, three goals. Yeah, yeah. What Chrissy about pre-match? What about pre-match meal? Do you have... Um, I'm guessing you're that guy that has the same thing every <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. Pasta chicken and uh, Arabiata sauce. Stand oh, nice. It just yeah. has to be that. Yeah, just it. pasta and chicken. I mean, all the lads will go, how do you eat that much pasta? I'm going, well, to be honest, I'm standing around. Yeah. But like you say, carbs, I feel like I'm eating carbs. It's buzzing. It's making me happy. It's relaxing me, so you know what I mean. So, yeah, pasta and chicken. I mean, I get away with cheesy beans on toast or whatever. Um, and again, on a Friday night, my missus has to make me pasta, chicken, and it, but I have cheese on on a Friday night. Ooh. So, <laughs> that's uh, even, even, even on Saturday, even uh, yesterday against Cardiff before the game, um, I against Cardiff before the game, the lads were, You're not having cheese. I went, Nope. On a diet, on a game of game, I'm on a diet. <laughs> this is, it doesn't surprise, honestly. I, I know I know we're laughing, yeah, yeah but I genuinely, it doesn't surprise I think me. that Ben and young Jamie could be the very best of friends. Yeah, you, you <laughs> and young Jamie, yeah. yeah. The most habitual guy you've ever met in yeah. your life. Mad. I try not to be, you know, I try not to be, but because, like, a lot of it, before last season, a lot of superstitions went, and I wasn't too fussed about a lot of things, but because the season went the way it did, I was like, well, I have to stick to these routines. And it was like, I didn't want to be like that because I'm thinking I'm ruining myself, I'm ruining my mind. But little things like just, like say, the clothes, the pasta before a game, the garlic bread as well, yeah, Friday yeah. night garlic bread. And um, just little things like that. I think it was, well, I had the most successful season I've ever had in my life. So it's got to be something. It's not my ability on a Saturday. It's not, it's not the fact that we defenders. Not it's the not hard me. work that you yeah, put in for 15 yeah. years. You're a proper goalie. Like, yeah. yeah, it's literally little things that I do away from the pitch. Do you know what? Yeah. Um, we did, we did, we've done a podcast with Aaron Ramsdale actually and I asked him, one of the questions I asked him was, um, who's, who's had the biggest influence in your career as a, a, another footballer basically? Who's, which footballer has had a, a big in, biggest influence in your career? And he had two actually. One was actually Simon Moore. Mm. Um, he said, Simon Moore, I just learned how to be a lovely person basically. I learned that from him. Um, he said, but the second one he said was um, Arta Boric. He said, he said, Arta Boric at Bournemouth. He said, honestly, he said, I remember him coming in and punching one into his own goal. <laughs> we lost the game 1-0. He said, and he just comes in and goes, ah, well, Never mind. Yeah. He said, and Amazing. I. He said, I just used to watch him and learn from him so much to just go. Ah, well, not the end of the world. And he mm -hmm. said, and he would genuinely just not care. It was what it was. He's not trying to make a mistake. It's what's happened, yeah. and that's it. As simple as that. And I saw, mate, that is. It is. It's. It's. A, it's. It's kind of the influences that these people around you. You don't. Re you might not even recognize or realize, but they do. People are influences, yeah. don't of it? Course. Of course. I mean, go back to Simon Moore, legend. Yeah. Great guy. Great trainer. Just amazing to have a be around. To have a beer on to be around, beer around yeah. and um, on a match day. So last year when I was playing, uh, every day, every game, we 
we'd finish the warm up and we'd be have a little chat between the goalkeepers like this is what you got to do a day just go out be calm he would give me a cuddle and go just remember whatever happens your family loves you oh, and literally and that he, obviously this season has been on the bench yeah. and obviously I've only kept two clean sheets in the seven games I've played so I'm blaming <laughs> I'm blaming Simon not being there to say that but obviously um, yeah just little things like that and hearing that and knowing like you say he he's supporting you he, even though he's he's behind you he's not playing he's on the bench I wouldn't I don't like to refer to him as a number two because yeah. like, he's he's a top class goalkeeper as well but his support for me he had last year was just top. instrumental but I think I, I like to see myself as that as well you know yeah. what I mean I, I've always I made a career out of being a number two I see I've made him a career. I've done, I haven't made a career all but I've, uh, I've done well <laughs> in being a number two. And I've always been able, I've been the guy who lifts the spirit, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who sees the good and everything and yeah. was always there to just pick A, a pick good everyone. cheerleader, yeah, basically. Yeah. A good team player, a good cheerleader. And, and that's what I, I want to be like. Yeah. I, want, I want people to respect me for lifting the spirits. I don't want to be the, the guy who's in the change yeah. room who's a moody, who's knowledge, who's moody yeah. So come in, I'll come in on Friday morning now and I'll be as happy as Larry, you know yeah. what I mean? And, trying to get out of people. And I think, obviously, the way football's going, is there's not so many moody people these days. Yeah. Is there? And that's gone out of the game where people get each other by the scruff of the neck, etc. But having good people around you is, is massively, and I think the whole change room, obviously seeing what's happened to Simon this year, he's not getting in the squad and that, but they're all with him. And because he is such a good lad, he'll he'll go far. Like, and we, we laugh to each other and say, if we were bell ends, we'd be playing the Premier League. <laughs> that's the thing is we're too people, nice people have said that to me I yeah. just think no do you know what I don't care even if it would have meant that I don't give a shit I'd still rather be the person that I am I can look myself yeah. in the mirror every day at least and go yeah do you know what yeah. I've done it properly at I'd least be, do you know uh, what I mean because you do you see a lot of balance that oh, you think I don't know if you deserve this mate I don't know if here. you deserve this you're too much of a balance here but yeah, yeah. it's the way it goes isn't oh, it oh absolutely I um, yeah. I just want to um, I just want to pick your brains quickly on the kind of striker. We're going to what we're going to do in a minute. We're going to build our perfect goalkeeper quickly, if that's okay. Before that, though, Ben, let me just ask very quickly. I read something online. I sent it to you the other night. I, this can't be true, right? That that when you're at Cardiff, you played outfield in a preseason game. I did, yes. Like, did you know about this? I did though? not know about As this. Like a twenty-four, five-year-old player, an actual match, but it's a friendly match. As a friendly. What? Well, how does that even came on for start? Minutes. So I'll take it back even before that, even better story. So when I was under 15s, I used to play for my Sunder League team, not known to Sunderland. Obviously, I was at Sunderland from nine-year-old to 20-year-old. So I used to play with my mates on a Sunday. I feel I used to play centre-half or right-back. <laughs> Honestly, right? He loves it. <laughs> I love it, I. And um, that's why I like to say I'm a modern-day goalkeeper, but bloody hell, whatever time they pass me born, me bloody arse go like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, obviously, going back to 15s, 16s, 15s, just before we went into uh, also it would have been under 16s actually so going to, just before the, the year we went into full time as a scholarship I played centre half for a team called Black Fine and that season I got player player of the season and players player oh, of the season that's it you clean yeah. sweet so then. that was it I was unbelievable I was here playing centre half I was honestly I was class like and um, <laughs> I, I kept it from Sunderland Sunderland didn't know about it not that I was aware and anyway our coach for the under 18s was Kevin Ball. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Hard player. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what a coach. What a man. Yeah. Like, see, probably a better man than he is anything. Like, I've got nothing but respect for him. And who walks in to present the trophies at the end of the season awards? No. <laughs> Kevin Ball. <laughs> no way. Oh, I, honestly, I. But to be fair, he just laughed and went, well, we'll look forward to seeing what you do. Yeah. And honestly, I, uh, I struggled a little bit first year through injuries and all that, adapting to the full-time um, schedule and all that but I always blame not playing 
on a, a Saturday for the under-18s when I was first year because I was always the guy to put my hands up and say, can I play off-field? Yeah. So in training that, sometimes <coughs> I'd, be, You'll join in I'd, with that. I'd be the player who's playing centre midfield trying to do step overs around these lads who were actually really good. The proper, they're proper yeah, young pros. Pro, proper young pros. So how did you get on in the game then? Uh, so fast forward to quarter. Yeah. So basically, um, first game of pre-season, you know, it's like two 11s, isn't yeah, it, all yeah, the time. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Oli Gonsolshire was the manager ah, at the time. okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, What? Yeah, yeah, Oli Gonsolshire. And um, if I pronounce his name right. Yeah, that, that was golden, I like that. Um, and... Is a, a guy, we, we had an Austri- Austrian guy called Bergstoller, I think he was called, and he got injured. So that was literally in the first half. So Ollie, said, Ollie turned around and went, go and get an outfield kit on. I'm going. Awesome. So you didn't ask? He, hey, no, hey. no, no, I didn't ask. He just says, go and get an outfield kit on. There'd have been nobody, there can't have been anybody else then, surely. Well, it was just too late. We wanted everyone to play two yeah, two yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't he? So um, I think Craig Noon, it was at the time, little left yeah, winger, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I think he stayed on. And I think I came on. I came on for him. Was it Craig Noon? I think I came on for Craig Noon. And um, uh, so at half time, I'm I'm getting this kit on. I'm buzzing. Honestly, I'm thinking this is going to make my career. Never mind goalkeeper. Goalkeeper's just being pushed aside now. I'm going to be. Able, people are going to say. People's going to say. People are going to say. All right. I, I had white boots on at a time. <laughs> little cutoffs. I think I did have cutoffs. I don't know if I had cutoffs. Franz Beckenbauer. Honestly, here we go. I thought here we go. This is it. And anyway, it came on. And there's a clip on YouTube. Um, I can't remember what time. I should have, I should have known what what minute it was, and it was Cardiff City versus Carmarthen Town at Hereford Hereford West Haverford West Haverford West yeah. ground, yeah. or it might have been vice versa, and um, literally within thirty seconds, the ball got played through. I've made this run in behind. I came on right wing, made this run in behind, in between the centre half and the full back, and I've literally just got the ball and I've tried to take it around the goalkeeper. And he's got a hand trick, hasn't he? And I thought, oh, no. And then I walked off the pitch anyway. I walked off the pitch and Ollie turned around and went, any chance of dinking them? I'm going, mm, I'm not sure my striker's instinct works as good as what yours did, but what I wanted to do in that situation was literally uh, drag it. And honestly, to this day, I still think, why didn't I just drag it around them or do a Maradona the other way? Like, you know what I mean? Still fuming about this. Within, that... within 30 seconds of coming on the pitch, I should have scored. But and then just... I, was about, I was on about 20 minutes. And after about five minutes, I was blowing. Blowing, yeah. Honestly, obviously, obviously like, you see that yeah. second wind, like, yeah. you, you're waiting for that to happen. I think it, even, it happens to all the outfield players now. And I remember chasing someone back, and my legs went, didn't I? So, <laughs> Buckled, and so you fell in If there's that clip, I don't know if that, I've never got thought of that, but if there's a clipper out there somewhere, me chasing this guy back, and my legs just coupling underneath down. me, and I was so embarrassed, honestly. Do you remember, but, sorry, this is I've just, just sprung to my head. Do you remember Chris Eagles when he played for Man United, mm-hmm. and he played against Everton? He scored a goal earlier in the season. He scored a goal earlier in the season, and he ran onto the ball, and he did exactly the same thing. He ran onto it, and it's like he must have just been so excited or so tired. He actually scored the goal, but as he ran onto it, you could see his knees just sort of buckle <laughs> a bit. He's that kind of guy anyway who would get double excited about that opportunity arising, but he still managed to bend it in the corner. I don't know why that's jumped in my head anyway. Somebody will remember it anyway. Somebody will remember it. <laughs> Chris Eagles. Chris Eagles, Eagles. Mate, yeah. we should get him on. He'd be great, he, wouldn't he? He would be a great one. He, is he was a, a character, funny, wasn't he? He was a double character. Oh. He was. He was he a double player, though, back in the day, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, great Soft, player. Yeah. Really, really really good player um, yeah I want to be I want to sorry I mentioned it a minute ago I want to build my perfect goalie if that's alright but yeah. I want to build, build your perfect goalie okay so we've got a few little um, segments for what has, this goalkeeper has to have so Tom give us the uh, the categories distribution aerially 
shot stopping mentality and nous. Nous. Nous is a big one for me. All right, I'm, I'll describe nous in a minute. But let's start from the top then. So distribution. Distribution. If you had to pick the perfect goalie for distribution, who are you picking? It's got to be one man, isn't it? At the minute, obviously Edison's just yeah. sensation. I mean, even just the length he can kick the ball. To be able to, I mean, we it's a pass, isn't it? It's yeah. not just to hoof the ball forward. It is... One step bang. Yeah, gone. One step bang. And I used to say it myself, I could do that. Yeah. But the way he does it is just... It's, it's, I don't know, you must be built with the strongest, what is it, adductors, abductors, yeah. whatever it is. But to be able to do that with one step and bang is the reason why Man City are what they are. They yeah. they used to play with Aguero, right? And they used to... Um, so you could, either, you could either stretch the pitch out, the opposition would go right... If we stretch the pitch out because we know we can kick it a mile, then we're leaving space for them to just pop it round us. Or if we try and compact it and we push up to the halfway line on a goal kick, he'll just kick it right over the top of us and Sergio Aguero will run onto it. So what are we supposed to do? And that is the only goalie that could probably do that and everything else as well. Yeah. Edison. Unbelievable. Beautiful. He's just frightening. I mean, I remember playing with a guy a few years ago when I was on loan and he come, it was a Benfica he was at, wasn't it? Was it Benfica? Yeah, Benfica, yeah. And yeah. was it John Oblak who was there at the time as well? I'm sure the two... Was, was it John Oblak? there oh at the same time? God. I'm sure it was John Oblak who was there. What a goalkeeping one and two that yeah. would be. And I remember the uh, the guy who I played with said that Edison used to do free kicks after the game and he was the only one who was able to just keep whipping it in top bins all the time. He says his technical ability was just a joke. But I just see how calm he is and I just... Yeah, think, it's lovely. But then knowing, knowing you've got defenders who are going to be in them areas... Who was going? Who was willing to run for you? Who was willing to move that literally three yards at, at a pace? He's he's got the easiest job in the world. And I bet he'd have dinked the goalie, and he would have dinked oh, it. He probably put, a, put his top foot on top of the ball, Stop. stood on it, and then stood on it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah okay. Right. Aerially. Aerial ability. Who are you going for, guys? For coming out for a for a few crosses yeah. and stuff like that. I think Nick Pope. Yes. Yes, big, yes, yes. Big presence. So you're, we're two for two at this minute, moment in time, by the yeah. way. This, these are my two that I would have picked for these. Do you know, obviously going back in the day as well, obviously you worked with Mike Taylor, didn't you? Yeah. And he was renowned from his crosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if I was going back a few years ago then, or a good few years ago, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> big Mike. He was, big he was like pure tech as Mike was. I yeah. could just see him now coming out with his big Adidas finger save gloves on, plucking it out. The yeah, air. lovely. Tank as well. Yeah, he is a tank, um, isn't he? I know. And but yeah, Nick Pope, just a presence. Like yeah. I mean, he looks massive in the goal. Um, but the only obviously negative is he's playing for Newcastle. Obviously being a Sunderland fan, so. Um, but no, to see him do really well, um, I feel a bit sorry from this year. Obviously not getting yeah. the squad. Obviously a couple. Of, I think he was at fault a couple of weeks ago. So I got blamed for something a couple of weeks ago. But he is just. Uh, that feels sorry so, for me. He probably nah. went to Dubai for like a week or something. Had a lovely <laughs> yeah, little true. holiday, a little break, true. a well-needed break. So don't feel sorry but for he, him. He right. looks like a top guy as well. Yeah, he, he is. He is. Like he's absolutely good. Like, we had him on, and he was lovely, lovely, phenomenal. Lovely absolutely phenomenal. Shot stopping. Come on, then. Ooh. Um, this is a toughie, actually. To be fair, who would we pick as like a little cat? Go on, you give me yours. Do you know what it is? Obviously, I grew. I grew up with Jordan Pickford. Yeah. And but obviously, what what was the next one we were going to talk about? Shot stopping Always and mentality. Mental. Mentality, yeah. Right, well, I'm going to leave. Well, I've already given the answer away for that, but um, but shot stopping. David De Gea was, was up there, he, wasn't he? He was up there, no, wasn't he? he yeah. so, I, I, so I'm allowed to say, not obviously current Premier League. Go for go, a, go, go for anything. Or, or anything. Yeah, they're, um, they're not playing I'm on thinking, Saturday. I was going to say, I'm thinking, uh, oh, Ben Wilson. No, because no, I 0% shots every show last night. <laughs> um... Do you know what it was, right? I might surprise a few people here, but when he was at Sunderland, Simon Mignolet. Really? Yeah. 
Shot stopping. In training, I am not joking, I never seen anyone score. He was like frightening. Really? He was like, because I remember his first ever day he come in and I thought, oh, we've said, I've got a chance here. I'm yeah. only a young boy, like probably about fifth choice or something like that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking, I've got a chance here. And I'm not joking, right? So that was just working with the goalkeepers. He looked a bit raw. Obviously, you've, you've had a few weeks yeah, off. Yeah. Uh, he was only a young lad at the time. But we went into games. And honestly, no one can score. Just saves. He was just fun. frightening. Like, no real technical ability. Didn't look easy and I, but he just saved a big, massive presence. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so from seeing it firsthand in training on a daily basis, I would say, yeah, Simon was... Same Mignley was. I like that. That's nice, that is, yeah. isn't it? Yep. So I'm gonna. Can I just pick a bit of a? I'm gonna pick Allison for this one. All right, just because I think, especially even this season, he's 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 shown some of the saves he's making. Been a joke, but I think he is the guy that's kind of redefined the the come out and spread, but not spread. Mm. Um, sort of on one knee, but not spread and not committing. Do you <laughs> well, know what I mean? But it's, saves everything. But saves it. And so he, he, he's, a lot of goalkeepers would, you know when I say the spread, you would kind of, you'd and you'd open your head up and you'd almost turn your head away from the ball and you're not trying to, he's still looking fully at the ball, but he's coming down on one knee and he's looking, going, I'm going to still move my arms and make a set. And I'm thinking, that's just, that's a new way of doing it. It yeah. is, it's yeah, a new way of doing a, it. What he needs is cut off socks and some, some vapors on or yes. some. Yeah, 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 to silky him up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, he looks like he just don't care. Yeah, literally, I, I love it though. He just chucks his gear on a Saturday yeah. and just Bobber. because he even wears tights. Even have you ever wore tights in games? Never. I'd never, never wear a pair of tights. I don't even wear underarms. Like the lads will go like it's minus four degrees in December and that. Could, and you're still not putting underarm. I'm going nope, nope. Yeah, can't you're do from it. Stanley, mate. But, yeah, yeah no, to I be fair, Stanley, yeah. Yeah. you are. Yeah, hardcore, <laughs> tough as old boots. Why wouldn't you ever wear tights? I would worry somebody would say, "Grow up, toughen up." I think that's just uh, it's it's a kind of an old school kind of thing. What about mm. like do you remember when Gabal Kirai used to wear the joggers? But they weren't even like No, they were woolly joggers. They were on a wet <laughs> night, like baggy. especially all pictures like. Horrible. Now he's probably getting weirder because they were, they were pictures, baggy. Like, all right, but a double baggy. Yeah. They were they were wool joggers. Like a, just a pair of like Nike tracky woolly bottoms. No, but like old horrible ones, yeah, thick weird. ones. At least nowadays, you know, like the Nike tech stuff, the Nike tech fleeces where you yeah. get all the little hood rats wearing. Like <laughs> at least like that's like a nice material. You can see it's like a, a quality yeah. premium material. Back in the day, it would have been like the sort of stuff you'd get from a market or something. <laughs> but even like when keepers used to wear pants, there were big padded things. Padded, horrible. You could have moved. Was like wearing these big pads down the side yeah. of his legs and that. I'm going horrible, oh, weren't they? Weird. Like, what I about? Could, I feel like I couldn't move. What about caps, goalkeeper? Talk to me about caps. Oh, that's, that's a good me. Do you? Who oh, no, not, I thought not, you said you love them. No, no, I hate them. No, I always remember Chris Chris Kirkland used to wear caps, didn't he? All the time. Yeah. So what? What's why not? It's just, I think the minute you look up, it's suns in your eyes anyway, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, I'm like that. You're constantly moving, and it's keeping you in the game. Like you, you know can what see I mean? it, can't yeah, you? Yeah. You can see it, and it's just it gets in your eyeline all the time. I just yeah, I can't get away with it. Like I remember a fan once threw us a cup on the pitch, and I put I, I, no, I didn't actually put it down. I thought so I'm not putting that on my head anyway. Yeah. But I just think no, nah, I can't get away with a yeah, cup. Like I've seen you. people no. do it and. I just I think Dean Henderson does it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Dean, yeah, Dean wears cap. I'd rather just do that with my yeah, hands. Literally, yeah, literally, a bit yeah, of that. That arm will start aching, so yeah. I've got that arm. That's it. <laughs> Switch them over. Yeah. Yeah, not, I'm no, getting not that cop. you two are quite traditional. Yeah, old school. Vaseline, yeah. it makes you better, but I'm not doing it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rub my hands in the mud. <laughs> his, his cap keeps the sun out. Yeah. No. Yeah. No leggings, no, yeah, yeah none of that, no chance. Mate. Okay, no right. chance. legends. So next mentality, Jordan Pickford, you say? Again, on the personal level, growing up with him, like his abilities is a joke. It's for that he's England's number one at yeah. the end of the day. Nobody could question that. But the difference between me and Jordan was the mentality side. Really? 
And I think back when we were under 18s, 16s, 17s, 18s, whatnot, I don't think I would have separated us apart from his left foot. Again, distribution. Yeah, but then again to to Edison, he's he's he can wally a mile, but again, uh, Edison's there's still a difference, isn't it? Massively, yeah. yeah. But his mentality was just like he could not care less what anyone thought, Mm. and I think that's why he's just went from strength to strength to strength, and to have that at such a young age worked worked unbelievably for him. And I think if I was to go back and switch. Probably my ability to movement around the goal for his mentality, I'd have, I'd have done it. But then, like they say, I've had a career I've had, and it's shaped me out to be the yeah, person I course, am. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Look, looking back, I would, I'll say I wouldn't mind being a penny behind him. But that did the, not <laughs> me too. Um, but yeah, mentality, Pickford, he just did not care. Yeah, and I think obviously, like you say, you've got to be mentally strong. But his like to have it at that age. And to be able to see it at that age was, yeah, I think hats off to him. And I think that's why his career has just went to where it is. And even now he comes into slack, he gets abused off Everton fans for, they call him dinosaur arms, yeah, the T-Rex yeah, arms yeah. and stuff like that. And they see he's tiny goal because he's really taller than me. Yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah, again, mentally Pickford's just, I like this. just couldn't care less what anyone thinks of him. I like this. I'm gonna, can, I, can I put my shout in for this? I'm going to go Edison again. I, I just love, I, I think for me, the big thing of, the mentality part of it is that not just not caring, not having, mm-hmm. not worrying about making a mistake. If you if you can get it in your head that if you come for a cross and you're going to drop it and it's going to go in the back of the net, then you're going to be on the back foot yeah. for everything. And I just see Ad, uh, Edison just do so many things where I just think that would just scare. I've seen him croif somebody on the goal line. Yeah. He's croifed somebody on the goal and then line passes before. Passes it literally an inch just yeah. just so it misses the and, post. And you see the like the pain in the striker's eyes as he just knows he's just missed it, and you think that's just. That's bonkers, but I, I think back to the Champions League final end of last season and to see him making these monster saves in monster moments, but also coming out and taking crosses, like last kicks mm. of games and stuff like that in the Champions League finals. And I just think that takes so much strength to be able to, like it, it's bravery at a different level. You've got yeah. bravery where you've got to fling your head and your hands in front of flying feet and stuff, but then you've got that bravery to be able to come for those sort of crosses and yeah. the last moments of matches is is massive. So I'm going to go for Edison. Again. I love it. Yeah, and one more, uh, this is your... What's the word? Now your... Yeah, this is my... This attribute, is my Nats. Which I think is a a really underappreciated part, part of goalkeeping is, is I call it nous basically, yeah. is kind of like the reading of the game, is sensing stuff is going to happen, is seeing maybe the tiny details of a striker when he gets that ball out of his feet and you see him just just out the corner of his eye, look at you or look at a corner or look at something and you will know what I'm talking about here, won't you? Yeah. Um, it's just like, yeah, again, like no one... And being ready, you got you do all the prep during the week, don't you, for that yeah. minute? But because the game happens so fast and they're getting so clever these days, aren't they? Yeah, You've they got are. to give yourself the best opportunity yeah. to be able to read what they're going to do. And like you see, it, um, that straight is coming down on you, and you're looking at clips of him. Well, his body shapes shaped that That's way. It, yeah, there his you right go. Foot's yeah. Here, his left foot's there. It's reading body language reading as well, isn't it? Yeah. it is so hard to do yeah. because it happens so quickly. I mean, even going back to the penalties, for example. Uh, I would keep coaching. Well, look at, look at his left foot there, or look at his left hand and where it's facing. I'm thinking, I'm not sure I've got time in that moment to, to do pick it. it up. Yeah. But if you can, and if you can train yourself to notice these things and quick looks and get back to what it is, yeah. I think obviously that'll take you to that next level. And I think obviously if a goalkeeper's got an house, it would be Allison. 
Because again, there you go. I was going to say, Alison. That's what I was going to say. He never looks like he's going to make the save, and then all of a sudden, it's just hitting him. Yeah, he's all. It's he, he seems to be in the right area yeah. for everything. And I'm so glad you up. said that. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. By the way, <laughs> that's exactly. I, I totally agree with you. I think he is always making these big saves because he's he's read that. That's what it's almost like he's done an, uh, a process of elimination of what won't happen and now he's kind of like right I've got I know there's three things he can do here because he might be he might be a little bit far away from the ball or he might be stretching or mm. he might look like he can only do it with the inside of his foot or the top of his foot and so he will eliminate the things that probably won't happen and then he he's always in that optimal position yeah. to make those say so I will I totally agree with you. I think his reading of the game is just it's just better than everybody yeah. else it's as simple as that and he's like set all the time like he's posi- he yeah. never looks like he's rushing he always looks like he's in control of his Everything, movement around yeah. the goal. It's yeah. just like mad. I, I I used to like Hugo Lloris. Yeah. I say not that I don't like him no more. Yeah. But a few, but obviously before he won the World Cup and sacked football off. He, um, <laughs> <That>. <laughs> sorry, Hugo, I do love you. Not that I know you, but um, his movement around the goal, and he he always seemed like in control of yeah. it. I mean, you you were rapid, weren't you, around yeah, the goal? Thing, and yeah. I, I always yeah. used to. Oh, sorry for obviously. It's fanboy moment. Fanboy it's cool. Moment, it's cool. I, I wanted to be you, you know what I mean? The movement, I had I had the pace around the goal. Obviously, yeah. you were obviously a different level, but I can say that I base my, a lot of my game off what you are. Footwork, um, getting those little contacts yeah, in. 100%. Yeah, yeah it's so important, your, aren't it? Even now, my keeper coach go, stop taking bloody too many micro steps yeah, and just get yeah, up yeah. the ball and go, nah, I need to be in control of me movement and that's what works for me, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, Loris was, was really good yeah, about that. Yeah, but Alisson just looks like he's in control of everything and I think that the biggest thing is being in control and yeah. being that set and allowing yourself to be able to move and get after everything like solid goalie that is by the way that's oh, yeah. a solid goalie yeah. we've just top class there. we have got a serious distance into the podcast and we have not mentioned the special club that you are in the goal scoring <laughs> goalkeeping club I'm, I'm in a member of the opposite club by the way so you're in the <laughs> member of the club that I want to be in uh, and you're in a member of, you're in the club of that you want to be in so um, talking through this goal that we're talking about by the way we're going to talk take it back to last season Blackburn Rovers um, last second of the game an important it. game as oh, well oh yeah oh massively like you see if, if they had won that game we wouldn't have gotten the playoffs yeah um, we got it ended up getting the point we obviously continue to grow after that and got in the playoffs but during that game early in that game I thought to myself I'm scoring tonight shut oh, your mouth you? honestly like I'm not picturing making saves I am picturing myself scoring in that, honestly, I, I have done it before in games you know when it's late on and I think so I'm going to come up for a corner late yeah. on I'm going to would score. you always go up for a corner would you I'd love to but obviously I always get there looked over the gaffer yeah. and go can I can I um, and what does he normally say well, I'll not, I'll not repeat it, but yeah. No. Just, yeah, no. And a polite way, no. Um, Why? Because it's the 10th minute, man. <laughs> yeah, literally, I. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've been up before in the past. We, I went up against Millwall at the start of last season. And honestly, I mean, they were giants. giants. And I thought, I am getting nowhere near this. And I knew as soon as I stepped in the box, I was not getting anywhere near it. But that night in particular, from minute one, I was like, I'm coming for a corner, I'm scoring. I am, and it's going to be a worldie. Well, obviously, it turned out it wasn't a worldie, but... <laughs> Um, literally the game was going on we were getting beat 1-0 and we got a corner and what minute is this now so this was I think it was into stoppage time yeah it was 5th minute because well yeah. I remember after I'd scored one of my one of my players I think it was Funky who come to celebrate with me went 
get back in your goal. We can, we can win this. Oh, and I'm geez. thinking, oh, hang on a minute. Get me this draw. I need to calm down because I'm on cloud nine here. But yeah, going back to the corner, I was stood on the halfway line, like just creeping. And I'm looking over and the gaffer's just stood there and I'm going, how a gaffer? How a, please let us go up. Please let us go up. Like, And then the coach stood up and went, are you going to send him up? And the gaffer's went, I think it was obviously a minute, minute and a half left, and he's probably going, nah, no chance, because they could break on us and score, and then it's a minus yeah, two goal yeah. difference. And then he went, go on, and just oh. nodded his head, and I'm going, yes, come on. And honestly, I walked into that box, and not a single person come near me. I'm not, you're always the spare man, aren't you? But not a single person come near me, and I literally just walked straight through. I mean, Gus, unbelievable delivery. Yeah. And... um I just remember the ball coming in. I remember an interview afterwards when I leapt like a salmon. <laughs> well, if you look back at that, I have not got a clue where that ball is. <laughs> and it, it, it hit me on my hip. A lot of people go, it's handball, it's this and that. Yeah, the, can you clarify this I for me, I can clarify please. now. It did not hit my hand. If it was to hit my hand, where my hand would have been, the ball would have hit there and went yeah, to the left. Yeah. It, it hit my hip, which was facing forward. I played a one-two with Berrett and Diaz. <laughs> playing in Villarreal, so if you want someone to play on the wing, we are. I'll be that to go. <laughs> um, and it bounced back. It's hit me thigh, and obviously Ainsley Pears is in goal, and I'm thinking oh, he's just going to just Pick collapse on this ball. And everything's happened so slowly, and it's just bounced through his legs. But as it's bouncing towards us, I'm literally coming after him, and I'm getting on top of him, and I push him in the back of the net. But obviously, luckily, the ball was already over the line. And the worst part about that goal was I hadn't a clue what to do. Yeah. I literally... Celebration Celebration. <laughs> I've turned and I went to go back to my dugout and then I went, actually, no, I'm going to take my top off here. So I went to grab my top and I thought, nah, I can't take another booking because I'm going in the crowd now. And I've literally run to the left, run to the right of the goal and there's no fans there. Honestly, all the cop fans are over the other side of the goal. So I've got half my team running that way in front of all the fans and I think about two or three of them coming yeah. and I was screaming, going, oh my God, get in, get in, get in. And I think it was Tyler Walker, Doyle, were around me just screaming. There was about four or five fans in front of me just going mental. And then all the other ones just forgot about me, ran to the Blackburn Rovers fans and started just hurling abuse at them. Honestly, so if it was one thing I'd change, it'd be running the other direction. It'd be the celebration. Yeah, the celebration. But, but you, like, what do you do? You, like? got, you got it after the game, though, at least, didn't you? Because all the lads kind of brought you over to that side. You should have run straight away over to yeah. the left side of the goal. Yeah, you ran yeah. to the right, but there's no fun. But they did at least get you all up, didn't you? And you had to do a little we, bit of We a, watched yeah. the, um, the goal earlier on on YouTube, and I just... Went into the comments, as you do, and there was one comment that just really made me laugh. And it was, I can't get over. And it was, one, the keeper running to the empty corner. Yeah. <laughs> Three quarters of his team running in the opposite direction. <laughs> the fans at said corner preferred to flip off the opposition rather than celebrating <laughs> yeah. with the players. Yeah, it's, it's literally, every, I mean, I've never seen that before, but literally that's exactly what happened. It was mad, honestly mad. And, like you see, the the change in my life and the attention that I was getting after that was really? like, and it made me realise that I couldn't work in a, a, a call office, yeah. for example, because my phone was buzzing and I was sick to death of it. Really? Honestly, I was like, I can't cope. I mean, I was buzzing, don't get it wrong, but I was like, I can't cope. This is too much. Like, and I was putting my phone aside and thinking, I'm not going to be able to get back to people for like three or four days yeah. here. So if I was to answer a phone call all day or do a job where I had to be on my phone, I'd be screwed. Because I literally, like, I just like peace and quiet texting now and then and all that. Like and my that, phone yeah. was going mental. 
Oh, Ben. Um, We've got a few quick fires. Yeah, can we do some quick fires, please? We've got a few mate. quick yeah. fire questions for you, Ben. Come on, then. Um, uh, this has been world class, by the way. Ben yeah, Wilson, Coventry City goalkeeper. What a guy, by the way. Funny as you like. This has been, honestly been absolutely brilliant. Um, so, some of our standard quick fires, Ben, are what is your bucket list sporting event as a fan? As a fan, you can only go to one thing. What would it be? Ooh, as a fan. Well, I grew up playing cricket. That was my other sport. Mm. So. Obviously, I know that it's probably easy to get to a Nash's game, but probably going to a Nash's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a a big one, a decider. In a moment where England yeah. could yeah, retain. A two, it, two right? yeah, a 2-2 jobby. Oh, that would yeah, be yeah. nice. So so I know it's not really too exciting, but obviously, nice. because you can drink in the stands, yeah, you can so, have yeah. a load of drinking proper games. Proper day, isn't it? Yeah. Proper, proper day out with a lot of Yeah, it'd be good that. I'm with you on that. That's nice. Uh, the best football match you've ever actually seen by yourself? Sunderland beating Newcastle at the Stadium of Light. Was that the 5 one or something like that? Well, that as well. But no, no, because that was Newcastle beating Sunderland. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wouldn't have been that no, one. So definitely, I remember sitting in a pub down watching that, and I, was, I think it was Kevin Nolan who scored. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Kieran Richardson buried a free kick past yeah, Shea yeah, Gibbon. Yeah. And I think the emotion of that, or again, when Jermaine Defoe scored that goal yeah. against Newcastle left foot, and he oh, started yeah. crying, didn't oh, he? Oh, yes, he did, didn't just he? Just the, yeah. the feeling that that gave you, as, as a obviously Sunderland fan, was just... Incredible. We didn't uh, mention Shea Given with regards to shot stopping, by the way. Again, yeah. Oh, shot stopping. Shea Given. Shea Given, yeah. yeah. But I remember we worked with a goalkeeping coach who worked under this guy at Newcastle. And honestly, it was the first ever time I'd came across someone who, who spanked the ball. And I was like a young kid at this time and I worked with him and he'd worked with Shea Given and he whacked it. And I'm not joking, that was like an eye opener to me. <laughs> so obviously now going to, I've worked with Martin Marge, Martin, Martin Markinson. And he's the same. Yeah, levers Traffic cones, everything. Yeah. He whacks it. And it's game realistic because he, not in terms of having a traffic cone in the middle of the pitch, but <laughs> the pace that he hits that ball at is just like frightening. I think obviously a lot of Shea Givens was reactions. Yeah, bang. And he was just incredible. Just like, get set, get someone yeah, on it. Simple as that. Unreal, like, but unless he, luckily his reactions weren't good and Kieran Rich and rocketed one in the top bin. Any phobias? <laughs> I think the fear of being eaten by a shark in the sea, <laughs> honestly. Oh, Open Horrible. water swimming. Open yeah, water, water swimming. swimming. This is a thing, Awful. isn't it? I never thought yeah. about this. Right, I signed up to do a triathlon last year, and I never actually did it because I shit yeah. myself. Yeah, but you're, it's an open water swim, and I had never thought about that being such a. Pro I just think, well, I can swim, so it'd be absolutely fine, yeah. right? And I was on holiday last year, and I swam out to a boy and swam back, and on the way back in, I think I had a little mini panic attack. Mm. I had a little mini uh. panic attack, thinking. If I have a heart attack here or something, I am dead. Yeah. yeah? Like anything though, I could like just whatever it is, I'm dead, right? I'm yeah. going to sink to the bottom of the sea and I'll never be found. No. And then that's it. It's just in stuck in my head then. Awful. Open water swimming. Even like I remember going on like the uh, inflatables on the back of the boat and all that. And I made sure I did not fall off. I mean, the, <laughs> gripping the, on for dear life, flying through the, the air, twizzling. Me, I'm surprised I didn't do a hernia. Like, <laughs> honestly, I was never ever letting go. Obviously, one day I did fall off. I was in the middle of the ocean and I was shit. The, the, the guy in the boat used to say, just stay still, we'll come to you. Yeah. There's no chance. I'm swimming to you. <laughs> I am not getting here by a shot. What about any secret talents? <laughs> cricket, you were a handy cricketer, weren't you? Yeah, it was not a secret no more, is it? So? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> secret talents. Any um, hidden talents, yeah. You have got some of it because you smiled then. Or a party trick or, you know. Ooh. I, ca I can't think off the top of my head. My secret talent. It's been an all-around good guy, isn't it? Making people laugh, isn't it? It's a special talent. It's a special talent. Who is the best player you've played against or with, even, if you wanted to? Back when 
I was a young lad at Sunderland, obviously. I never really got to play on the pitch with him, but um, there was a few players who came, like Sully Montari and all yeah, that. So yeah. players who had like done things that were just incredible. Um, and seeing that change room then, obviously Sully Montari, you had obviously Wes Brown, John O'Shea yeah, and all that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've got time, but I've got a funny story about John O'Shea was... We were uh, we were on a night out one time, me and my mates, and it was a few of the Sunderland lads, Kieran Westwood, goalkeeper, um, John O'Shea, and a few yeah, yeah. and all that were there. And uh, all my mates are all big Sunderland fans, and uh, so I went up to them, and John O'Shea's there, and I was like, "Oh, this is my mate, Shawsy, I think it was at the time," and uh, he was like a nervous wreck. So Shawsy was like, "Hey, mate, honestly, just just be yourself. You've got nothing to worry about." He says, "I am no different to you." He says, I've only won the Premier League seven times, the FA Cup this nine times, and the Champions League once. <laughs> <laughs> my mate was just like, oh my God. So, uh, but, um, so uh, as, as people in that, they are, they are legends, but played, played with or played against, I'm not too, I can't really yeah, yeah, see yeah. a name, but I remember Ivan Tony scored, obviously he's had a, but he scored four past me in one game, and oh. one of them was again from the halfway line. From my, we give away a free kick, and Hope Akbam, centre midfielder, and we have yeah. played against him. Um, had the ball in his hand, just dropped it, walked away from the ball. I'm stood in the NGB box, five and two, and just went on, zinged it, spanked it straight, flat as well, straight on my head into, oh, into the back of the net. That's not nice. So he, he scored four. So for him getting in the England squad and scoring yeah, a few yeah, yeah. goals last season, Ivan Tony, fair days. Um, and then um, last one out of the Cov City teammates, um, who is the player that you'd most like to have on your team in a quiz? Who's the clever one at Cov? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not Kyle McFadden. So that would be that would be the follow up question. <laughs> oh, okay, right, sorry, sorry, who would sorry. be the player that you wouldn't want on your team then? Wouldn't want Kyle McFadden. <laughs> Kyle McFadden, honestly, legend. But if you could describe a guy who's from Yorkshire, Sheffield, <laughs> was, it was your Sheffield South Yorkshire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll be, yeah, yeah. Kyle McFadden. Oh, honestly, I, but I don't know because he heads everything on a Saturday night. He's got nothing left in there. But but as a person, as a guy. I'd, but you'd want him on your team in a game. Yeah. I tell you, he would go to war with you. Like, he would that. take. He would take. Just not in the bullet, Christmas quiz. But not in a Christmas quiz. Uh, he sits there like twiddling his thumbs and gives answers that are just. He's on his never, phone looking at the yeah, answers yeah, on his phone. Yeah. Like. Um, but yeah, Liam Kelly, very intelligent. Yeah. Bloke. So our, our captain, yeah, very intelligent man. See, there are a few in football. There are. Mm. There are a few ones. Um, ben Wilson, thank you so much. We really Pleasure. appreciate it. Like I say, you had a match last night and you've still come here today to do the podcast with us. Uh, and we appreciate it because it was absolutely belting, mate. Loved it. Honestly, mate. Legend. Thank, thank you. you very much. We're in. We're in. Um, up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. Go on, the boys. Oh, yeah. Wow. How we're. How we're, my How we're the Foscast. <laughs>